Hello, welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It's day 57. It's also the day of all the twos. Uh, apparently, if you write down today's date, you go 2202022. It's a palindrome and an ambidrome. Okay, all right. So I think it means that it reads the same left to right and right to left. And it also does upside down, which is, well, if you do it on a calculator, um, which is something that ABBA uh, can't do with theirs. So ABBA were good, very good, legendary, you might say, but not as good as the 22nd of February 2022. It doesn't work though if you use the American date format, in which case ABBA wins. Screw you, 2202. <laughs> so what have I got to talk to you about today? Well, let's start. Let's start with the page of the village because it's got one of my favourite things on there. Are you ready? Have you ever been on a Facebook site where people want to give shit away and it needs gone A-S-A-P? And I often think, are you making this my problem? So what, you've had this shelf unit that's a bit dusty. Uh, you've had it for, I don't know, 10 years, 12 years, maybe even only 12 months. And now it needs to go immediately. So by saying that, you think, I'll go, oh my God, oh my God, it has to go ASAP. I must come round and collect it. So there you are. I think, you know, you can wait a week, frankly. So I've got new furniture coming. It has to go immediately. Um, so that's my favourite thing to read on the page. Needs gone ASAP. Uh, what we got? The books. They're still, well, people are buying them now. So all those people that gave books away for free, I wonder if they're thinking, well, that's not fair because I gave mine away and you're charging 50p a book and people are paying for them. So there's that. Um, maybe some people don't want free books and prefer to buy. There's a voucher off getting your nails done. Nice. Um, there's a Scandinavian log cabin holiday. There's some board games. There are quite a few board games. So I wonder if people... Um, Thing is, when we had our power cut, we got the board games out. And I'd be thinking, given what we've just experienced, you might want to hang on to them. So there's some board games. One that comes with a set of German instructions. <laughs> the instructions are in German, but we have also printed them in English. So that's good to know. Um, it's a game I've never heard of. What else? Oh, there's some curtains for free also. That's quite good. Um, and I think that's about it. Oh, some clothes, ring binders. Oh, I might see if those ring binders are available because the ones that we use for our filing, you know, when you just like stuff them completely chock full and all your bank statements are hanging out by their hole punches. <laughs> it was hanging by its hole punch. Sounds yummy, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, might actually see if they're still available. Maybe I will benefit from this page, give something back from taking the piss out of it all the time. Um, I've also had uh, something, I'll put it in the show notes, you might want to look at, 
I did an interview with a, a viral media outlet, digital media outlet, who had contacted me after a piece that was on the BBC website about speaking um, to my brother when our mum had died and I, I couldn't speak to him face to face because of the COVID restrictions. Um, and this happened at the same time that Downing Street was having parties. Anyway, I was approached by this um, media agency, asked to do an interview, and I was really, really nervous, and I wasn't at all sure. Um, but they published it yesterday, and they've actually handled it really well and compassionately, and they've kept a piece in about acknowledging that it, grief isn't one size fits all, and it's important to talk about the person that's died. So I, I feel really happy with what they've done with it. Um, so if you want to have a look at that, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And um, on a slightly lighter note, I've got a WhatsApp group with some of my friends. And it's had various names over the past couple of months. I think it started off with Dinner at Friends and then it became Thank You. And now it's become Material for Tony. And I, I like that my friends are being so supportive. I wonder if they think this podcast getting a bit bloody boring. I need to give you some material. But they did, um, they offered a piece uh, which really made me laugh, although, you know, if it happened to me, I wouldn't be laughing, about the um, Olympic skier who had a very cold penis. Um, let me see. It got, I don't know if it was frostbitten or something. Let's have a look. Winter Olympian suffers unbearably painful frozen penis after cross-country skiing race. So, you know how you go outside when it's like snowing and everyone's like, yay, snow, let's go and build a snowman. Let's go and have a snowball fight. Let's do this. And you go out and do it. And then you get inside and your hands start to warm up and they are so painful. And I remember my younger brother, a brother closest in age to me, having that experience um, coming in when he was quite small and sitting next to the um, air vent heating in our house. And the one thing that you should never do if you've got freezing cold um, appendages or hands is to expose them to really high temperatures to warm them up because that is gonna fucking hurt and he was screaming and my dad was so angry um, I think because he was making a noise not because he was in pain um, but it was yeah uh, this was what this man had experienced um, so you would expect he had the full kit and uh, the kit that the Olympians are given is you know uh, built for purpose but it would appear not in this poor guy's case. Uh, the warming up process was unbearably painful for him. And I thought, well, that, that's pretty bad. Obviously, a slow news day if uh, Sky News reporting on that. But then it said, this is the second time that it has happened to this Olympian. You think, well, come on, mate. If it's happened to you before and your chosen sport is to be outside in sub-zero temperatures, um, Surely one of your kit team could have adapted your um, outfit to somehow uh, protect that most delicate of areas from going through that kind of pain again. So we had a little chat about this and we thought, is it possible that a pair of male tenor pants would have um, buffered him slightly. I mean, it might have been a little bit crinkly. Uh, I've not worn tenor, but I have worn maternity, disposable maternity knickers. Oh my God. It's like wearing 
um, uh, all, all the knickers that you get in a beauty salon where they're like, we'll give you some paper knickers to wear, just rustling the whole time. So maybe there would have been a bit of as he was skiing. So we debated whether some tenor pants for men would have benefited him. And it was funny because I am intrigued by tenors. My friend is so intrigued by tenor underwear. Maybe someone could answer this. She wondered if you could have a full piss in a pair of tenor pants. How, I mean, how much is it going to contain? Because we've all, you know, for those of us that have got kids, or if you've, you've, you know, got nephews, nieces, friends who've got children, you know, when they fill a nappy, it ends up by their knees. So you do wonder, like, how, how much liquid could you get into some tenors? We don't know. I mean, there is only one way to find out, but I would feel pretty bad buying a pack to then conduct an experiment. Maybe I will phone their helpline. <gasps> I'm going to do that. I'm going to phone their helpline and find out. Anyway, this is a little bit off, off topic, but it's related because um, not only am I curious about um, how much liquid um, a pair of tenor could hold, I'm also fascinated by the marketing because it's become all about pretty panties. Look at these. They're still sexy. Even though when you take them off, you know you've got to rip the sides. <laughs> when you've got pull-up pants for your kids, you've got to rip the sides to get them off. Although maybe that in itself could be quite sexy. Um, so the ones that are for women are marketed as, I think there are some called like allure and silhouette. And now they come in black, which I think is a good thing. Um, so it's all about being sexy uh, in one of my favourite uh, bladder um, incontinence knicker adverts, the woman is getting married and so she's going, you know, check me out, going to put on some uh, lingerie under my wedding dress. So she put on a tenor under her wedding dress. Then she's gone on a fucking zip wire to meet her husband-to-be. It's like, when are they going to put a stop to this? Hey, ladies, is there something that's inconveniencing you in your genital region? Don't let that stop you. Make sure you're riding a horse, going on a skateboard, wearing tiny, tiny white shorts or getting on a zip wire to marry your intended. I don't get it. Um, so I had wondered, how do they advertise uh, incontinence wear for men? And when I was in Sainsbury's, had a little look recently, and they were marketed as sporty, active. So you see, the men are still getting beaten with that same, you know, the deodorant has to be energy, Africa, insane, max power. And for the women, it's all about being pretty and sporty and sexy. What are we going to do about it, people? I don't know. Um, and I think it, we can leave it there. You've got a completely unscripted, uh, what's it called? Improv. You've got an improvised episode there. Who knew you could spend eight minutes talking about incontinence wear? So thank you to my friends for their material WhatsApp group. Um, do join in. I love hearing from you. If you're enjoying this, please do give it a share, send it via WhatsApp, message someone on LinkedIn. Um, I share this shit all over my socials. You can follow me on Facebook at Tony J. Kent. 
you can follow me on Instagram at Tony underscore J underscore Kent. And I will be back with you tomorrow.